Okay, let's get started with Parshas Chayisara. Parshas Chayisara, Tavshin, uh, Pei Gimel. And where should we start? Again, another jam-packed Parsha. We've spoken in the past about the amazing Medrash on the first Pasuk. We won't do that tonight, about Rabbi Kiva's Talmudim falling asleep. And he reminds them, what is the connection between uh, Esther Amalka, 127 countries, and Sari Menos, 127 years, and that somehow wakes them up. Um, so much to talk about um, in the story of uh, Ephron and Avraham, Shabbos Chayasara. Um, but let's start with Ephron again. I thought that uh, <laughs> the Saba Mikelm uh, puts on the uh, puts on our, our radar. Says the uh, it's quoted here in the in the Lekatov. Hamafarshim Temeim al Hashinui Hapitomi. The Mafarshim wonder about the sudden change of Ephron's behavior. Let's look back at the Psukim for a moment. Right? What happens to Ephron? Ephron, first Avram says, I need a burial plot. And what do the people of Benechei say? Sure, whatever you'd like. Whatever you'd like, it's all for you. Just take it. Just take it. He says, let me meet Ephron ben Sochar. And I'll make a deal with him. And Ephron comes and says, listen, just take it. What's between friends? Just take it. And Avram bows down and says, how much do you want for it? Take the money. And he says, all of a sudden, right? 400 shekel. What's it between friends? So he went from, just take it, it's fine, to say, oh, a couple million shekel. What's the, what's the big deal? It's fine. Oh, I mean, so what happened? What happened in Ephron? Ephron is... Offering, 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 and then he makes this huge demand implicitly. So in source number one, I'm a farshim tamei So we know, okay, Chazal learned from here, right? Emor harbei maat, right? That was the example of Ephron, unlike Avraham. But was there something that caused the change? Right, Hamafarshim Tamei Malashini Epitomi Shechal B'Divrei Ephron Shemitchila Amar LaAvraham. First he says to Avram, just take it. Asad and Asadilach V'Marsha Bo Lachon Asatia Kirotzel Lermos Kilu Lo Ola Daito Klau Lavakish Kesef Avramara. I'm not interested in asking for any money. Just you know, take it and it's on me. V'Yaderaba B'Nedibus Slave Matzia Who Has Kol Asad B'Nosef Lamara. Take the field, not just the cave. And then, and then all of a sudden, Ephron says, Arba shekel kesef, as if that's what he wants. And that's exactly what happened. So what changed? So says the Saba Mikel. He says, the well-known story. So I heard it in the name of the, about the Rambam, and he also quotes it about the Rambam. It's quoted about many, some other people also. But the Machlokas that the Rambam had with the Chachme Umos Ha'olam, with some philosophers. Heim Savru, those philosophers held, She'efshar lolamed ba'alechayim nimus v'derecheretz. You could teach animals manners, and you could teach them civility. And you could teach them to uh, act like people. Just train them. Life is training, right? Nature or nurture, right? You can nurture, and that's what they said. You could change the mahus of an animal to be like a person. Meaning, there's only a quantitative difference between them, not a qualitative difference. Harambam ta'anu umatam, shedavar zeyna efshari. The Ram says, no, never the twain shall meet. There are animals and there are people. <laughs> you can't change them. There are different categories, right? You can't change that, 
They wanted to prove that they were right, so they said, we're going to do an experiment, that we're going to invite the Rambam. We're going to teach cats to be, to be like people, to have nimusim and to have derech eretz. So what happened? They invited the Rambam over a couple weeks later for a special dinner. They wanted to see wanted to see the cat that was educated. And and what happens? They came in and they were cats. They were the waiters. They were on their hind legs and they were carrying trays and they were wearing special bow ties. And that's right. <laughs> wine and soup. Right? And then they said, wow, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I guess the philosophers are right. Rambam, what do you say? All of a sudden, the Rambam takes something small out of his pocket. And nobody knows what happened, but all of a sudden, there is Bedlam. And there are trays flying everywhere and glasses breaking and soup flying and what's going on here? And the cats are on all fours and there's no more waiters. There's no more bow ties or hind legs. And what happened? The Ramam took a little mouse and put it on the floor. And when the mouse is on the floor, the cats remember that they're cats. And that's their essence and they're not on the hind legs anymore. Says the... Says the um, Saba Mikelm, line 21, Kachkam im Ephron. Same thing with Ephron. Ephron can act, you know, very daintily and nicely and with Derek Eretz. But when he sees the money in front of him, when he sees that potential of making a huge buck, then, then the, real, the real colors come out. Calls Manchalo Ra Kesav Leneged Enav. As long as he didn't see it in front of him, the source of his taiva, his taikish Navon Vinadiv, Lopachom Mibal Chayim Ulaf. Right, Ephron acted no less than those educated or trained cats. But once he offered it, then Avram said, no, no, no. I'm going to give you the Kesef right now. All of a sudden, Ephron starts licking his chops. Right? He sees Avram dangling the money, a sack of gold. Right? A cack of silver. He sees it. He becomes a different person. He throws off all of the ways that he behaved. He ran after the money like the cat runs after a mouse. And that is, says there, the Sabbath Mikelm, and that, that happens to a lot of us. So, last paragraph, Shal Ephron, Mitsuya Ma'od, Right on the outside, on the surface, we train ourselves to act properly, to act with derech eretz, to talk properly. Minumasim ubali derech eretz. But the second that a certain taiva brings itself up, the certain that a certain yitzhara, the source of a yitzhara comes up, all of a sudden, that becomes our focus, and we forget about Torah and derech eretz and shmiras hamitzvus to the, the diktuk halacha. And we're not, we're outside of, uh, the base medrash. Or somebody, you know, insults them. All of a sudden, right, somebody, I'm ne'elav, then I, I, I forget. I forget. I lose myself in terms of 
in terms of midos. The only way to change hergelim rabbi this rose huatora. You got to go deep down, and it can't just be something on the outside. It's got to be changed on the inside from within. So no matter what um, what source of of taiva is put in front of us, we will remain who we are. And that's what the Rambam talks about. I didn't give you the Rambam. The Rambam in Shuva talks about life is not just about improving our actions. Right? Life is about improving our spiritual personality and personality traits, and that's even harder. Right? I could maybe stop doing an Avera if I really try really hard, but to change a Mida, to perfect a Mida, that's, that's very hard. As the Rambam says in the seventh parak of Hilchus Shuva, Al Tomar, Perak Zion, Halacha Gimel, those want to look it up. The Al Tomar, Shein Shuva Elame Avera Sheish Ben Maisa. Don't think that Shuva only applies to sins that have action. Kigon Znus, Vigezel, Vigeneva. Right? Illicit and stealing. Kishem Shetzarech Adam Lashum Me'elu, says the Rambam. Just like a person has to do Shuva from those actions. He has to search in the midos of the thing, and it's harder because that means I have to sit and think about what area I need to improve in. How's how my how's my patience doing? How's my anger doing? How's my you know calmness doing? How's my jealousy doing? How am I in the world of all these? And then work on that because if that doesn't happen, then we're going to act like those philosophers, those cats. We're going to act like Ephron. Says the Rambam, anger and jealousy and and uh, too much levity. And running after uh, money. Right? Do we live to eat or eat to live? Right? Food is good, and you know, once in a while we have a suda mitzvah, and we're not we can enjoy ourselves, but we can't go overboard. Says the Rambam, for everything. These are even harder than sins with an action. Because if we are sunk, if we are shakua, the language of the Rambam, in these, it's very difficult to stop. And that's what David Melech says. Yazov Rasha Darko. Not just his action. But Yazav Rasha Darko, the derech that he's on, the Ishaven Machshavosav. And therefore, that's what we learn from not being like Ephron. We don't want to be like Ephron. We want to be able to have that, that steady um, level of spirituality, no matter what comes around us, no matter what Yetzirah we put ourselves in. Obviously, we should try to be Roes Hanolat and, and not put ourselves into situations, right? Not to, to ask. For a test situation, well, love the Dini Sion. We daven every morning. Hashem, please don't give us tests. It's better not to be in the test than to try to have the test. Remember that was David Melech's mistake in Parachelik in Sanhedrin. He said, "Hashem, test me, test me. I want to be like the Avos," but it didn't didn't work out. Okay. So once we're on the topic, we're talking about uh, burials. I thought maybe we'll do one interesting tshuva. This is not a, a uh, common parsha shir type of source, but once in a while we could be a little uh, different. Uh, a tshuva of the Chassam Sofer about burial, but he quotes one or two ideas that are fascinating in this uh, tshuva. The Chassam Sofer has many tshuvas about um, about burial and different minhagim. So the question that was asked for to the Chassam Sofer, this is in Yeridea Shinlam and Beis, you see on the left side, there's a Beis in 
your city. So he wrote this to Rever Avezin Ibishitz. Right, so uh, another city. He obviously lived after Rav Yonatan Ibishitz. Regil Mekbar Laniya Harosh Litzafon Varaglav Adarim. And they bury in the in the cemetery. They used to bury people north south. The head in the north and the feet in the south. And the doorway, the gate of the cemetery, was in the south. So, and they buried people in that direction. And the problem is, it's full. They have to open up another section in the cemetery. And the only way they could do it is to bury people the other way. They're going to have to bury people east-west, the way that the topography is. They couldn't bury any north, north-south north anymore. They want to start another row going east-west. And the feet to the west. Is there an issue? Right? Everything in Hilchas Kfura and much of Hilchas Avelis has a lot to do with Minhagim. Right? A lot of it is Minhagim and Kabbalah. So they asked the Chsam Sofer, who was a Bucky in everything, uh, can we switch it? Can we bury some people east-west? He says, you quote a very good, a very good source, which seems to say that doesn't really make a difference what direction you bury it. Why? Because if you remember, remember the Mishnayis often talk about these burial crypts that they had. And there were crypts on all sides of the cave, in all the directions. So you see, obviously, there's... It's okay to bury in any direction, right? The Gemara talks about the Mboa Basra, the Mishnayis, right? There's on each side of the, of the, of the cave. But you found in one safer that you should bury me in Ladarum. I don't know why. But it's against the Gemara. In the Gemara, it's, you know, any. So he says, Gam be'ena yipala, line 14. May ayin aregilus lekvot chumin, veruchos bekvoros mesim. I don't know. I think you read the Mishnah, it sounds like any direction is okay. Why would it be limited? Ubekal Kadosh Pressburg, Kovrim Rosh Lamar Vaglam Lamizrach. Right? That's where uh east west, with feet to the east. But you know what? We don't mess around with Minhagim. Stam for no reason. For no reason. And if Kaisol are Machbin for something, there must be a reason. He named Margal of Apumi de Inchi. He says, what I've heard that people say, interesting, he quotes, he doesn't quote any safer. He says, what people say, to cover Maragalim Negek Pesach Shara Knisa Vietzia, you bury with the feet near facing the gate of the cemetery, as a reflection that we believe in Tchiesa Mason, that these Mason are going to get up one day and go out the gate. So you have the feet towards the gate. As a remez, as a as a simon of emuna, when we bury somebody, but we know this is only temporary, right? Just like right after we bury somebody, we say the special kaddish that talks about tchias amesim. We only say that at a siyum and at a kfura, because that's what we do. Right after we bury yiskadov yiskadash, and we bury him, and we believe tchias amesim. Shas elamon mikivra velasi derachshar and that's similar to what the poskim say lahalbish betachrichim, right? Certain type of shrouds yafim. Right, not ripped shrouds. Ah, oh, they're going to be buried anyway. You don't care what. No, proper, appropriate, clean shrouds because we believe in the Mason. They're going to come back to life. So he says that is that is what I've heard. That is what I've heard is the um, is the idea. Says the 
So for me, times I move I don't really believe in that. I don't really. That's a good. That's a. That's a true uh, remez. Why? Because what does the Gemara say at the end of Tubis? Those that are buried in Chutzlaritz aren't coming alive there and then walking or going on an eagle, right? Whatever this means, they're going to roll in the tunnels. That's what the Gemara the Gemara says, and they're going to have Tchesamesim only in Eretz Yisrael. So they're not going out the gate. They're not going out the gate of the cemetery. That's what we say in Avaraba every day. Right? We, dive, we want to come standing up. We don't want to roll. Interesting, but you say that in Eretz Yisrael too. Okay. So therefore, if you say that's gonna, that's the mitzvah which the Gemara says. Then they're not going out of the gate. That can't be a reason why you bury feet towards the gate. Omikal makom remez emuna ispa. Line thirty. But still, it's a reflection of emuna by Bnei Yisrael. So you should follow it. Yes, technically, the Gemara sounds like me. You know what? If Bnei Yisrael are acting in a way that reflects emuna, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to argue with it. Vihine says the Chassam Sofer. Now, fascinating. Look at this uh, Sam Sofer. Got to know a little geography. Sam Sofer lived in Hungary. If you want to go to Israel from where we are here in Europe, you got two choices, right? Because Israel is southeast of Europe. So either you could go east and then south, or you could go south and then east. So what the Sam Sofer is going to say East or south are both okay because they're both directions to get to Eretz Yisrael. Either go north to south to get to the Mediterranean and then make a left and uh, go east on a boat. Or go west to east Constantinina. Right, Constantinople and you get to Turkey over there and you, make a, and you go south. So Al-Kabit Tefillah Seder says, that's why in our shul, says the Chassam Sofer, we dive in southeast. Right? Because, you know, I guess you can't go diagonally. You got to dive in towards Eretz Yisrael. The al says the Chassam Sofer, you could do either way. You could have the feet facing the place where you're going to roll. So either way, you might roll east, you might roll south. And he says, by the way, and I don't think this is a problem for the Mishnahis and Boabasra, where they buried on all sides of the cave. Why? Because that's Mishnahis in Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, direction is less of a factor, because there you're just going to get up. And you're not going to roll in any direction. Line 41. Therefore, it's ink peda. There's less of a peda regarding directions. Masha inkain v'chutzlaretz v'asi shapir says the Chasam Sofer, and then he says that on the right. I, you, I skipped a paragraph, but I gave it to you on the right side now. Umatov, you know what would even be better if you want it. We want to keep this minog of, of facing the gate. Open up another gate on the side that you're burying. He tells the questioner. You're starting buried to the east. So open up the fence over there on that side and have a door, another doorway. 
And if you can't, I'm on the right side, on the same page. It's, it's not a minogli ikufa. If that's, there's the only space of the cemetery to bury in that direction and you have to change it, it's okay. And he ends off by saying, it's sad that we have to have these questions of the cemetery is not big enough and we have to expand it. Rachman al-Itzlan. We want we want Eretz Yisrael to be expanded. We don't want to have to expand any of the any of the cemeteries. But this was an opportunity to talk about a Beis Akfaris, uh, the first Jewish burial that we have in our parsha of Sarah Imenu. And again, the Chavetz Chaim talks about so much of what we do in that whole procedure has to do with Emuna in Tchias Hamesim. Uh, one of the Ikari Emuna we talk about it every Shmona Esrei. And it's something that we, we daven for every moment. Okay. Moving right along, getting back to the, getting back to the story. So the first story, as we know, the uh, quantitative major part of the parsha is Abraham sending Eliezer to find a wife for, for, uh, for Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak disappears right after the Akedah. He's nowhere to be found, not by his mother's Leviah, not in this whole story. He comes back all the way at the end, Be'er Lachai Ro'i. And we'll have to Bezshem, talk about that uh, a little bit later. But if you look in the uh, beginning of Parachavdal, if Avram Zakein Baba Yamim, he comes in days. Just parenthetically, to remember the thought of Rav Zevin, we have mentioned often, but it's one of my favorites. Right? I remember Rav Zevin, I think it's in Parshas Emar, where he talks about everything in life has time, exists for a certain amount of time. A person exists for a certain amount of time. Animals exist for a certain amount of time. A table. Is this table going to be here in a thousand years? I don't know. Maybe it'll disintegrate by then. Rocks. Things could exist for thousands of years. Everything in life has a certain amount of life um, that it, certain type of uh, time that it lasts for, except for one thing. One thing in life has no time, and that's time itself. Because every second that is here is gone. The present becomes the past. In a millisecond, we can't even fathom it. Time has no time. But says Rav Zevin, ironically, the only thing that we could take with us forever is our time. If we fill our time with Torah and mitzvahs and chesed and productivity, then that time comes with us forever. And that's our Pasuk. Avram Zakein, Baba Yamin. Right? He came with all his days. Avram came with all his days. He took his time with him. So time has no time until we give it time, and then it has eternal time. That's the uh, amazing vote of Zevin. So Avram comes talking Baba Yamin, and Hashem gives him Be'ach Avram Bakol. Be'yomar Avram Alavdoz Akan Beso Amosheh Bakol Hashelo Avram turns to Eliezer, whose name is not mentioned. Simna Yad Chadach Zirechi. No, place your hand on my thigh. Right, that's the only Chefsa Shal Mitzvah that Avram had at that time. Rashi quotes Brismila. Vashbiach and he makes him swear. Makes him swear to to try at least the mission. Do not take a wife for Yitzchak from the people here, but go El Atzim Al Teilech. Go find a wife for Yitzchak there. Interesting. If you look in the uh, in the Mayana Shotara, which is a nice salikut uh, that uh, many have, but this is a thought that many of the Bali Musar say. I was looking for it uh, in other svarim, but I found it here. Min olam. The minaga olam. Kishadam omi When I'm about to go into a financial decision, 
I'm going to ask many different people. I'm going to ask the experts. I'm going to make sure that I have all the information, the least risk possible. I do back back uh, research on the borrower, make sure that he has uh, security and co-signers. Once I have no doubt about this person and there's no risk, then I'll lend him the money. Sometimes, when it comes to Isurim, and when it comes to mitzvahs, we as makbidas, we as careful about kashras, about kpeda, uh, about certain areas of halacha. Okay, the mezuzah is up, it's good. It's been up there for 46 years, you know, in the outdoor rain and the snow. You know, to take it off will be a pain. You know, it's already looked, it's, uh, the whole thing is uh, soldered on. So we're not as makbid. That's what sometimes people out there are. They're more makbid on their monetary matters than on their religious matters. So Avram Avinu was not that way. Avram Avinu was much more makbid on his religious matters than his financial matters. It's nothing wrong with being makbid on financial matters. But we have to at least have the same, if not, you know, higher standard for our religious matters. Baram Lokach Avram Avinu, line 7. He trusted Eliezer. Right? He, he, he uh, you know, worked with him daily. Eliezer took care of all of Avram's assets. Now, when it comes to yichus and it comes to marriage, you got to swear to me. You got to swear to me. It's a higher. The stakes are higher. Right, this thought is the message of hierarchy of values. Hierarchy of values. We could obviously believe in, you know, taking care, and we should, right? Take care of our finances. Right, what does the Gemara say in Masechah's Chulin? Pachim Ketanim. Right, Yaakov went back for the Pachim Ketanim. Everything that we have is a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Hashem gave us to use properly. But it's an Israel Baltashchus. This sort of just destroying, you know, good things for no reason. But in terms of the level of of uh, care and focus we have to have in our other areas, it has to be just as, if not more, wary. And just like I would add, some of the Bali Moshe talk about, just like we have financial planning, where do I want my finances to be in five years from now, in ten years from now, in twenty years from now? What am I putting away for my kids right now, or for my grandchildren? What am I putting away? What am I putting away spiritually for my children and my grandchildren? Right? What am I investing in myself now in terms of my own Torah and Chesed that I could be a better model in the future? Right? We need to invest in, in spirituality for our future generations as well. And that's the message of the Yalkut Hadrush that he quotes here um, regarding hierarchy of values. So Eliezer is on his way. And he doesn't know how it's going to work out. And he's going to a strange place. And he makes the deal with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which Hashem will get back to a little bit later too. He says, Hashem will Hashemayim, you got to help me out here. What if she's not going to want to go? I'm sorry, that's before with Avraham. So the Eva takes 10 Gemalim, Vayomar, by the Shalshelas, Pasig base. Right, the Shalshelas is always reflective of something, you know, emotional. Right, we had a Shalshelas last week by Stone. 
right? Vayimain. Vayomar, Hashem Elokei Adoni Abraham. Hakre no lefana hayom. Please help me. Vaasei chesedim Adoni Abraham. Do chesed. I'm going to the well. Right? I'm going to the well. That's where the center of town was. And the, and the girls are coming out. The girl that I say to her, Please, could you please um, lean down your cod so that I could drink? Let's look at these words carefully. Right? What does he say? Lean down your cot and I will drink. And she says, sure, drink. And also your camels. Eliezer didn't say the word about camels. Right? Eliezer says, I'm going to ask a girl, can I please have some of your cod to drink? The girl that answers me, yes, you could drink. And your camels I will give to drink. That one will you prove. That will be the one. That will be the sign and I will know that you did chesed with um, my master. So what is that pashat? So Rashi. Rashi says, that balas chesed. Not only with me, she gave to the camels. Wow, what a balas chesed. What, let's see, Rashi. Right, this, she's such a balas chesed, even to the animals, she's right to go into the house of Abraham. Balashan ochachta beirarta. Ochachta means, you have given clarity. Ki asisa chesed, imtiyami mishpachtovo, genes lo eda ki asisa chesed. Fine. Says the Beis Halevi, I thought we had done this before, but I did not see it in my notes from the years. The Beis Halevi said, it's not stam chesed. It's also chachma. Because Eliezer was not only checking her heart, but her head. And both are crucial. Both are crucial. Says the Beis HaLevi. Look at how a, a Go'on Atzum reads the Pasuk in Chumash. Again, what does the Pasuk say? The girl that I say to her, give me some water from your cod and I will drink. And she says, drink. And I will give to your camels to drink. That's the one. What is it? So obviously it shows chesed. That's her heart. But this pasuk he's going to tell us is also shows her mind. Here we go. Yesh Lomar, third line in source number four. Again, this is only uh, three pages. Sometimes it becomes ten pages. Just depends on the, the length of the sources. It's always seven seven thoughts or so. Third line. And even though it's all about general chesed, but it was also wisdom. Midos, but also, was she wise? Was she wise? Rishona. First of all, is she going to give water to drink to a total stranger? To a total stranger that she doesn't know. Remember, there were no plastic cups. You know, you go get a bottle from the store and say, can I have three plastic cups? There were none. She had a cot of water. She had a cot of water that she was obviously getting for her own family. And if she was going to have to give a stranger to drink, she was going to have to pour it into the stranger's mouth with all of the germs and, in, and whatever else is there. So what's she going to do? Is she going to give me? Is she going to be able to do that to a stranger? Rakshasa me'akad batzma. What does the word say? Hatina kadech ve'eshteh. 
pour your cod, pour your, your big jug, and I will drink from it. So imagine, she's going to be pouring into a stranger's mouth. Who knows what kind of, where this mouth has been. And if, and if she's not a balas chesed, she won't give. So that's the first step. I'll know her heart. The water's going to become disgusting with the saliva. Illnesses and, and germs and, and other, other um, sources of infection in the mouth. So I'm going to test her. But now the next test. What's going to be with the rest of the water left in the jug? What's she going to do with it? What, she's going to schlep it home? She's going to schlep it home? You can't use that water. You don't know what was in his mouth. Maybe there's disgusting saliva in the water. Are you going to bring it home and give to your family? That's not smart. And if she's smart, she's like, it's an extra schlep. What, she's going to schlep it home and then pour it on the ground there? What a schlep. I mean, if you pour it out right there because, oh, I don't know what was in your mouth, right, she's going to embarrass him. Oh, you think I have, I have uh, infections in my mouth? You're pouring out the water? You're a germ freak? Right? So... So if you schlep it home, that shows you're not so smart. If you pour it out in front of me, then you're going to embarrass me. So what's the only other option? What does Eliezer say? If I ask her to give me the drink, and then she says, I'll give you, and then I'll give your animals, then I'll know she's the one. Because she not only has a heart, but she has a brain. Right? Because what do you do with the leftovers? You can't schlep it home, you can't pour it out, you give it to the animals. That's fine. And that she is a Baalas Chesed, and also wise. I saw this once in a Sefer. Says the Beis Alevi, I don't know where. Okay. Even if she has these, I'll call Zayin Zerayish Ruyi Lebeis Avrimis of Yaakov Olazeh Hispalel, not Yaakov Hispalel Hashem Shialus Simanim Alalush Osos Alochiach Hashem Liyitzchak. Hashem, help this happen. Help this happen, and that's what Rivka Imenu answers. Vegamla Gamalach Hashav Ad Im Kilu Lishtos. She adds, "I'm going to give them to drink until there's nothing left in the cod. Until there's nothing left in the cod, because not like what, not just what the Eved says. Gamla Gamalach Hashkeh." Because right? if she has any left and she pours it out, maybe he'll be embarrassed. I'm going to give them to the very last drop and in that way he will know and it's about the mind and it's about the heart. That's what makes the uh, ultimate relationship, right? The Tefillah Shal Yad and the Tefillah Shal Rosh. Right? Put together, there's no hefzik between them. It's both of our, both of our parts. Okay. Avos Rabbi Nasa. Oh, Rabbi Nassan has a comment, Perach Avdalet, Pasuk Lamed Aleph. So later on, when they finally come into the house, when they finally come into the house, Lovan welcomes them. Obviously, Chazal say, if you look closely in the Psukim, he welcomed them because he thought they were going to have money. But Yomer, Bo, Baruch Hashem, Lama Tamor Bachutz. 
Why are you outside? Pasuk Lamed Aleph. Vanochi pinisi abayis. I cleaned out the house. Umakom ligmalim. And a place for the camels. So what does that mean? Ani panisi abayis. So Rashi quotes, Me'avodas elilim. Right, I cleaned out the house from Avodazara. Because what else would it mean? I cleaned out the house. I made room in one of the tents that you could sleep. I had a storage area. Pinisi abayis means I, I removed something. So it's Me'avodazara. So if that's true in the Rashi, so it's interesting if you read the whole Pasuk, I cleaned out the house and now there's a place for your animals. What do the animals have to do with the first half of the Pasuk? It should be, I cleaned out the house so that you could come in, comma, and a place for the camels separately? Is that how we're supposed to understand it? So on that, Avos Rabbi Nassim picks up. Remember, Avos Rabbi Nassim is an expansion of Pirkei Avos. Consider one of the Mesechtis Ketanos. Um, but Avos Rabbi Nassim is about 42 chapters. Pirkei Avos is only five or six. So Avos Rabbi Nassim has a a couple of paragraphs for every line in Perki Avos. It's an expansion of Perki Avos. So Avos Rabbi Nassim in source number five, the Perachas tells us, Kishem sa tzadikim arishonim ayu chasidim. Just like the, tzadi- the early tzadikim were chasidim, kach behemtam hayu chasidos. There are many stories in Shas. I shouldn't say many. Numerous stories in Shas about the righteous animals of Chazal, but here we're getting into Avram Avinu. The animals of Avram wouldn't go into a house without a czar. Right? Repinchas ben Yor's animals in Chulin, right, wouldn't eat straw that you didn't take off Shumas and Maestros from. Avram Vino's animals wouldn't even go into a house to get the food. Above a czar. Shene emar, our pasik. Vanochi pinisi abayas, umakom lagmalim. That a czar was also removed for the animals. For even the animals, even the animals cannot be in a house of Avodah Similarly, one of the amazing uh, rabbis of the, of the Gemara, many, many um, angelic stories of Rechemi and Dosa. I think Rosh Weiss once pointed out that there's, there's, we have no halachic statement of Rechemi and Badosa. In Shas, we have many, many mofsim of Rabbi Chanina Bedosa. He said he was closest to a Rebbe that we have in uh, in Shas. Anyway, Shekinavul listim, right? The the Ganavim stole his property. They took his donkey. And they put next to the donkey that they stole from him straw and water and barley. He wouldn't touch it. What? That'll not. You think he's going to die? He's going to smell up the whole yard. Amdu paschulos at delas vosiyu. They said, just, just leave. Vayso mosheches vaolechas that she gets over Rechimim Dosi. He came home. Kibes she gets lo shama benobakola. Rechimim Dosi's son heard the animal outside. Amar lo Abba. Doma kolo kobem tenu. I guess our animal came back. Amar lo benip. Sachlanu at delas. Sachlanu at delas. Open the door for her. Shekfar mesa barav. Because. It's going to die. He knew. He knew that she, the animal hadn't eaten since he was stolen. The animals also. So what's the message for us? Right? Avinu's animals wouldn't go into a house of Avodah Tzadikim are mashpia on the world around them. And not just tzadikim. Everyone. We are always mashpia. We're mashpia on people around us. We're even mashpia metaphysically. Remember the Beis Halevi also on Parshas Noach, the whole world became 
being misdavik b'she'en an minam, that people's behavior affected the animals, affected the whole world. And maybe that's the message. First of all, it's, it's can't imagine the, 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 the levels, right? The, the das v'kodesh baruch Hu was so rampant. When Avra, in Avra Vino's presence, even the animals were inspired. Even the animals were inspired. Right? We, can't, we can't understand this logically. The animals wouldn't eat, but there's something. There's something there. We can imagine it by, obviously, children. Right? Gathering and absorbing the values. But this is even, even in, a metaphysical, in a metaphysical way. Okay, the last two thoughts are in Yanim of... Shiduchim and marriage, beautiful thoughts, and chizuk, because there are so many out there that we have to, each one of us has to do their best to try to help help those who are not yet married find the, find the right one. I think I mentioned before the Clay Yakar, he has a set of farm, the Olos Ephraim, five, five volume set. So there he has one, he has a, a year where he has rushes from the whole year. One year he said, he's talking about Shiduchim the whole year trying to get people married. I guess there was a singles crisis in Prague in the 1500s. And uh, he wanted to make sure that people helped out. So he spoke about every Parsha. Every Parsha. You know, something to do with, uh, with Shiduchem. So, hey, sorry, you don't have to look so hard. But anyway, we have the story of finding the first Shidduch. Avram and Sarah wasn't really, uh, wasn't really such a story. But we have Rivka and, and Yitzchak Avinu looking and searching um, and it's fascinating, the Shemi Shmuel points out that Eliezer's name is never mentioned in the whole story. It's Evet Avraham. Evet Avraham. That's how he is described. Evet Avraham Anochi. Sometimes he's Ish, sometimes he's Evet, but he's not Eliezer. Why isn't his name mentioned? We know, you know, from Chazal, who it is. Right? We know it was uh, Eliezer. But um, how is it that it's not mentioned? So if you look in the uh, source number six, the Chamudah of Daniel, um, we mentioned uh, the Sefer um, a couple of weeks ago, but Daniel Stein has a beautiful Likut. So there, I just gave you the first part of a mamar that he has there. He calls from the Shem Ishmael, who says, you know what the message is? Because in the process of Shiduchim, we have to realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is really running the show. And even if one has the privilege of helping a Shidduch, of, of getting people together, they're just the tool. They're the kli of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we should make a bracha that we could be a kli to help people find their ultimate happiness. Second, law, second column. They're not the source. So we're not going to even give Eliezer a, a name. Because he's just a shliach. He's just a shliach of Abraham and of Akarish Baruch Hu. And that's how we have to view all, all of this in this, uh, in this area. And that's what Akarish Baruch Hu does all day. Right? He quotes the Medrash. How long did it take Hashem to create the world? Six days. Six days. And what has Hashem been doing since then? been a long time. He makes Shiduchim. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved in. Make him Shiduchim. And that's Eliezer says, please, I know you're 
you're involved. And that's why the Eretz Tzvi, the Kajak Lover says, how did Eliezer ask for, ask for this? He asked for a nace and he akvises haderech. He had a nace happen on the way because we should know in the middle top. Everything's a nace, how things get together and somebody's talking to someone. Again, we have to try with all our might, all of our ishtablis to try to help, to be in position to be the shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But we have to try to give chizek and say HaKadosh Baruch Hu is directly involved. Never to give up because we have to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved. Then he quotes from the Halakha Valibo for Babam Shur. Eliezer. Eliezer made the first shidduch. Eliezer, Gematria is 318. Yeush is 317. Eliezer is 318. One above. Because above... Don't sink. Don't sink. And then he has a, an amazing... And then he says, Then every time we make a shidduch, we're also fulfilling that mitzvah saseh. Mitzvah saseh daraisa, to be like a Kaddish Baruch Hu, just like he is mezavik zivugin. So do we have to be mezavik zivugin? But then he has a fascinating ha'ara. He quotes from the, uh, the Sefer Chamin Lamosi Shabbos. When do we meet Yitzchak again? When do we meet Yitzchak again? So he shows up at the, towards the end of the parsha. He shows up and he comes from Be'er Lachai Ro'i. Pasuk Samach Be'ez. Yitzchak bought me Be'er Lachai Ro'i. What was he doing in Be'er Lachai Ro'i? What was he doing there? Who last was in Be'er Lachai Ro'i? That's where Hagar got thrown out to. What does Rashi say? Shehalach lahavi Hagar la'avraham aviv she'yisa'ena. Yitzchak went out to bring Hagar, because he, know now, he knows now that his father is alone. Hagar, according to Chazal, did tshuva. She acted like a tzaddikah, tura. So Yitzchak went to try to bring her back. In other words, and he quotes, Yitzchak was a 40-year-old older single. And what was he busy with? Shiduchim for other people. Shiduchim for his father. At the same time as the shidduch for himself was being done. That's amazing. Right at the bottom in the middle. If he would have thought about it, he might have, would have been depressed and upset. And Elohu, it's amit. And it's hard. He writes here, it's very hard to help someone who has the same sorrow as you do. Same sorrow as a person does. And to help them while I'm still in the sorrow. That takes unbelievable omets halev. Do'ag la'ashev ishag la'beza shalaviv. He says on the left side, to cut himself and separate himself from his own matzav. And yet that's what he did. And guess what? His prayers were answered. That's what the Gemara says. If I need something, but I'm davening for somebody else who needs that thing, then I'm going to be answered to. So number one, his name is not mentioned because the Kodesh Baruch was involved. And number two, the fact that he was involved himself. I think I've mentioned in the past the Diuk. I think I heard of Shem Rav Shach. I don't remember. Remember the Gemara in Tainus on Davdala. The Gemara in Tainus says that there were three people that made inappropriate requests. Three people. Shaul Amelech, right? Shaul says, whoever uh, beats Goliath will win my daughter's hand in marriage. He was taking a big risk. Who was it going to be? That was an appropriate request, right? Shaul. Eliezer, inappropriate request. Who's it going to be? Who's going to come to the well? 
And who's the third? Yiftach um, Ageladi. The first thing out of my house is going to be a carbon. And three of them were um, uh, inappropriate requests. And uh, two of them, though, the Gemara says, were answered appropriately. While one of them was, was, uh, was not answered appropriately. Right? Shaul got a good answer with David. And Eliezer got a good answer with Rivka. But Yiftach did not. What's the difference? If they all three were inappropriate requests, why did two out of three get a good answer and one of them did not? So I think Arab Shem of Shach, if not someone else, two out of three were about Shiduchim. And relying on a Kaddish Baruch Hu for sh- in Shiduchim, that's okay. Maybe a little too far, but that's okay. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu was always involved in the Shiduchim anyway. Yiftach had nothing to do with Shiduchim. And therefore, that's Gemara and Tainus on Davdal. One final thought. We mentioned in other shiurim, but I don't know if we mentioned them in the parsha, and that is the diak of Rav Hirsch. Rav Hirsch says that we know the first time love is mentioned in the Torah is last week's parsha, right? Asher Havta by the Akeda. But the first time between a husband, and a man, and a woman, uh, that is um, here when Yitzchak brings Rivka into the tent, and it says, And Rav Hirsch points out in source number eight, isn't it interesting? that he first bring, brings her into the tent. In other words, marries her. And then it says, and he loved her. Isn't it usually love before you get married? You love and you fall in love and therefore you get married. It says of Hirsch, that's Hollywood love. That's romantic love. Romantic Hollywood love is love and then you get married. It says of Hirsch, that's not Torah love. Torah love is... The love that one feels at the beginning, at a marriage, that's a seed. And the love is supposed to get greater and stronger and deeper every single day. Says Rav Hirsch, the more she became his wife, the more he loved her. Like this marriage of the first Jewish son, Jewish marriages. Most Jewish marriages are contracted, not by passion, but by reason and judgment. Parents, relations, and friends consider which young people are really suited. The more they get to know each other, right? That's v'chulu. Such love others is blind. The wedding is not the culmination, but the seed, right? And the institution of marriage in other areas of the world is not that, but that's what the Torah does by one little juxtaposition of the word, putting vayeha veha after, after going into the tent and not before. Hashem should bless all of us with wonderful shalom bias for many years, and all those who need shiduchim should find them very quickly. Kaddish Baruch should be very, very busy and then put out of business because he should find something else to do because all the shiduchim are, are taken care of. Okay, we'll stop here.